And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey everybody, it's Sammy Jane here. Welcome to Big Face. And my guest today is Americanized Nick Bernadone. <laughs> oh, Bernadone! Bernadone! <laughs> Writer, producer of uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and much, much more, which we will be getting into any moment. Welcome, old friends. Thanks, thanks old for dudes. having me. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to forgive me if I, uh, I haven't spoken to anyone in like seven months, so uh, might be out of, out of, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're all remote now. We do everything uh, from, from our computers, unfortunately. And um, it, it's, it's a really weird thing. Yeah. I, um, do you get anxious when you're about to talk to somebody because yeah, I no, you know, I, a little. I, well, I, I guess like since we're we're both Italian, we've established yeah. now. Since, uh, um, <laughs> so enough. much of like our vibe is like through our hands and like by reading the room and seeing how people are responding to us. So uh, you know, technology makes that a little bit harder. So you know, there's always that thing um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but especially in like writers' rooms, I think a lot of us are experiencing this thing where like, especially I, I'm, I'm right now I'm in, in a zombie world, but. Uh, especially in jokes, I'd imagine when you like pitch a joke and it just like lingers there. You're like, did did you guys get that? Did you did you hear it? Because I didn't hear laughs. Did it land at all, guys? Yeah. Hello. It's like glitching. So it's different. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll certainly evolve and and yeah. machine must go on. But yeah, we're all learning. It's guys, if you can see this, it's so it's so crazy. So we were just talking. I'm in Queens, New York, and uh, Nick is in LA. How when did you move to LA? How long ago? Oh my goodness. So. Um, I actually got the call uh, for Fear the Walking Dead in like August of 2019. And wow. um, thank goodness we approached it the way we did, which was like, okay, look, this is like pretty much a year long gig. Let's get the whole family out here instead of trying this like back and forth thing. So luckily yeah. like we crossed the finish line with like weeks to spare. Um, I got the family out here wow. in this house, like, and then literally the whole world collapsed and I would have been stranded on this island. It's so crazy. It's you know, I, it's just such a funny thing. Cause I was saying to my boyfriend, I'm like, you're, you're a young dude. I don't have to say how old you are or whatever, but you're a young dude. So it's like very funny to hear you be like, oh yeah. So, you know, a couple of years ago, um, I got the call about fear of the walking dead and, you know, move the whole family out here. <laughs> it's like, you're a young dude. You have your family, you have a career, like 1 billion children out here. Unfortunately, we have three, a, three young kids. It's a, it's a whole team. Three? Yeah, it was kind of like a boom, boom, boom. Uh, yeah. We got a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. We got the bug. <laughs> wow. Are you guys stopping, or are you, you thinking of going still? Oh, you know, we tried to stop, but it just keeps, the train keeps on rolling. <laughs> so we'll see. Are, we'll see how high that ceiling really is. <laughs> if, if you can do it, man, that's... Uh, no, look, we, I, I really hope three is three. We have a nice little round number now. Well, it's not round. But. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not so much, man. Good thing you're a writer. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll just edit that out. That's, <laughs> he can count, I swear. Um, dude, it's really nice. It, for real, it's really nice to see your face. I see you on yeah. social media and I'm, and in your email, and we'll get to some of the stuff you wrote, but I'm so happy to hear things have been going really wonderfully for you. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's, you take it where we can get it, right? But uh, yeah, no, I've, um, not to, you know, get too far ahead, but, um, no, you know, I for the last... Um, you know, since last 10 years, almost, yeah. I worked uh, pretty much in, on comedies. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that thing, like, and I, I was very fortunate to, you know, follow the, you know, hold on to the coattails of some of the best people in the business and just, you know, get to, to learn from them. But yeah, 
you know, after 10 years of comedy, um, it all starts to become like a little formulaic and, and uh, I think with every, you know, everybody just wants a little bit of variety in their lives. So, yeah. um, you know, in, in the way that like, when you're working on a comedy show, you tend to not want to go home and watch comedies. Um, our favorite shows at home we were watching were Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and all the Marvel right. stuff. So, so like when I got um when I got the call uh, with the opportunity to do some work in the uh, the Walking Dead universe, I was just like, absolutely, like this is this is kind of um you know that you, you always want to do the stuff you you enjoy watching. Yeah. Um. So that was a quick jump. Sure enough, like I'm sure like in four years I'll be like. Oh man, I just can't wait to work on a comedy. All this, all this blood and gore and and sadness. Um, no, we're having we're having a lot of fun right now. That's awesome. My 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 boyfriend was a stand up comic, and now he has a, a comedic podcast. But he same thing for him. He watches stand up and watches a lot of comedy, and he's like, I see it coming. Like it's it's so that he says the same thing. It's formulaic, and sometimes he can still get into it, but a lot of times he has a hard time. Yeah, and I think I was spoiled too, just to give credit where it's due. But like. You know, I got I got to work on you know Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Thirty Rock and all these these great comedies with like Tina Fey, Robert Carl. Like they're just like the best at what they do. So also the bar was just too too insanely high. Where like yes. that you know their stuff makes me laugh. It's a mile a minute. It's the smartest comedy it's, you'll ever see. But then so like smart. it makes everything else just such like an eye roll of just oh yep okay here we go here we're gonna right. do a little a little punchline or <laughs> because like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt like that there were like. 20,000 jokes packed into such a short amount of time. Like it's so smart and so quick that the fact that you got to work on that. Yeah, very lucky. But also like I knew I knew it was special when um because when my dad tried to watch it, he just couldn't keep up with it. He's just it's too fast for him. I'm like, oh, this is good. This means this means it's right. <laughs> it's no, not really, gonna be on CBS. <laughs> it's it's not gonna be on CBS. It it no disrespect so to CBS. One day I'll work with you. <laughs> You work everywhere, man. They're it's a, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny too. I first started watching Kimmy Schmidt, just side note. And I was like, you know, so much is mindset, right? Like I've started watching certain things and I could not get into them. Like community, for example, I could not get into that when I tried a few years back. And then during quarantine, I like blew through that and I loved it. I loved yeah, it. It comes bursting out of the quarantine closet. Yeah. I, I'm like, God damn. And I watched Kimmy Schmidt at first and it was probably the space I was in, but I was like, eh. And then I watched it with my brother and my brother in the first like two seconds, he was like crying, laughing. He was, and then I saw everything through his eyes and that is one of the best goddamn shows. It like, unlocked it, a new thing, yeah. Goddamn. So let's- You know, I will say right, one, of the, one of the biggest things I miss um, about comedy, the reason why it became harder and harder for me to enjoy watching it yeah. is um, it's such like a group activity. Like I miss like, watching it with people I miss like that's what I enjoy so much about comedy is like you watch it in the group of like five or six or more people and you kind of feed off each other and you laugh one person laughs it makes you laugh and you find yourself in this like snowball effect <laughs> and I just miss that and like watching comedy alone yes. on like a computer by myself it's just it's just not as it's fun different. I miss the collab I miss like the group uh watch like theaters I, I miss I miss that so much I, I, hope, I hope we find a way to get it back I oh I just felt that I know yeah <laughs> I did you ever watch Party Down oh yeah great show Love. Great show. I Are never we having it. fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> so so good. like my boyfriend introduced me to that and like watching with him, he is like his, 
hysterical laughing. And it's like, it's infectious, you know? It's really nice to watch comedy with other people. Yeah, you know, a, a technology that they're trying to get to take off, I don't think it is, or at least I'm too old to, to fully understand if it is. <laughs> um, Disney Plus and a couple other platforms are doing like group watchings where you you like all click, like, um, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's like group watch or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it makes sure you're all watching the same frame at the same time. Like Netflix so you can party. Hear, yeah, party. Oh, there you go. So you're, you're hip. You're cool. Um, My brother taught me. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So hopefully maybe that'll catch fire because that's that'll at least bring back. There's always the lag and the weird digital aspect of it. But hopefully that, that gives us half of a taste of what it used to be. Yeah. I was excited because when he first told me, I thought you actually are watching it and you can also see each other. So like you're kind of together, but it's not. You only have mm. a chat function. So you're oh, watching okay. and you could just write things in the chat while you're watching it. But for me, I'm like, then I miss stuff. It's like, not quite there. Yeah. I, yeah. See, I, do you like how I pitched it without knowing at all what it even was? <laughs> but I love that your idea was like the bar for it was up here and you were right. Cause it's not the same when you're just typing. Yeah. Do you like, you know, again, not to sound like I'm from 1982, but like, can't they do like a picture in picture thing where like, here is the people you're watching and the rest of the screen is Dude, the show. That's you're what I'm saying. I, I'm like, why can't they do that? Not that I could create that, but I'm like, somebody could. Like, right. Let's get on that. Someone, no, just, seriously, let's collaborate, man. <laughs> Um, let's, I just want to say, because, because you are a young dude and <laughs> you're a very young dude and you've done a lot already in your career. And you did mention in your email, uh, that you had a funny story about how you got started and it was at 30 Rock. Mm. Yeah, and that's I'd true. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear that story. I don't know if it's actually funny. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> you it's said it was funny, man. You're making me look bad. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not an actor, so I don't have like my like talk show bits like uh, like everyone has their go-to stories. But no, this this I always find enjoyable, and it's it's funny because I, I I recently um, taught a semester a guest uh, spot at NYU and a couple other things, and I like found myself telling this story, and then it'll make sense when I say it. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, that's not helpful to you guys. This actually teaches the exact wrong lesson for like kids trying to enter the workforce. But nonetheless, this is how I started. Um, You're like luck. It's all luck. Just just. Count on luck. <laughs> it's all luck and timing, no talent involved. A talent's like a 5%. Um, but no, so I, uh, you know, fresh out of college, um, the writer strike was happening uh, back in like 2009 or whatever it yeah. was. So there was just no jobs. So I went home and like used it as like an excuse for like a, a little a little me time, a little hiatus. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, playing a lot of poker, smoking a lot of weed, probably, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> What we do you know, using it as the excuse for like, well, my mom and dad, I can't, I can't go get a job because there's no job. So I might as well just keep being a jerk for a while. Yeah. But um, so after like uh, you know, a good a good year of that, the writer strike finally ended. And I was like, I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I have to go now start my career that I'll probably never get into anyway. Um so I uh, you know, very fortunately, my grandma at the time um had a friend of a friend. It was like some weird, you know string connection yeah um and she was very gracious and she had no reason to do this for me but was like i have this like internship and you really should go do it and i of course me being like the pompous 21 year old or whatever that i was i was yeah. like was is it paid like what why am i doing it what am i doing i, I had no idea yet how hard it actually was to, to yeah. break into this industry and um so i like put it off put it off and like let like months of this internship just go by it was this um abc was doing a pilot uh, of cupid um, which which was a weird choice and it never made it saw the light of day because they already made Cupid with Jeremy Piven like 10 years prior <laughs> and they wanted to like do it again with Bobby Carnavale in like 2009 and I, I, I they shot it and it, they were like no thanks but um 
so I finally like for some reason like I don't know what it was I had this old college friend current college friend but he was from college which is old yeah um uh, shine who uh had just moved to New York and he kind of convinced me he was like look I got the studio just come stay with me for a bit and it'll you know get a taste or whatever I'm like okay so I came down with the intention of like trying New York for a couple months or whatever stay we yeah. were literally sharing the most disgusting um <laughs> studio apartment in like middle village um one of us was in the living room one of us was in like the kitchen it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh we um so we we did that and I like for some reason like reluctantly was like fine I'll do this unpaid internship for a week <laughs> it was like it wasn't even a helpful experience because I show up and it was like the last week they were done shooting they were even done like posting it was like they were packing up boxes that's how like, I was like oh cool I'm here <laughs> to learn now right and I must have just came off as like the most douchey little arrogant green dude and I like the day one or two, I said to this, this woman who was the production coordinator, I was just like, so when does this like turn into a job? Like, when does this turn into like a paying job? How does She's this like, work? Ah. She, so she, no, and she rightfully was like, oh, I hate you. Um, oh. I'm going to teach you a lesson. And she mm. goes, we're in Silver Cup Studios, which is um, yeah, anyone yeah. Who, who lives in New York, you know, you come over the Queensboro Bridge, you see the big Silver Cup sign. It's pretty iconic. Um, but I didn't appreciate that at the time because I was a 21 year old douche. But um. <laughs> So I, I, I'm, I'm like coming off like that to this lady and she goes, okay, take your resume that has like your student film and your restaurant job and your, you know, whatever, yeah. your, your, your home, uh, home videos and, and take it around to, um, take it around to the productions here and, and ask for a job. See how, see how they, uh, see how they handle your resume. And, uh, I, so I, I go, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I get in the elevator. I go up to the third floor. We were on the second floor. And uh, the first uh, office I see is the production office for 30 Rock, the hit, at the time, hit NBC show, which surprisingly I, I hadn't seen despite it being on for two seasons. You know how it goes with like college, like you just yes. like, you're so, you're so busy drinking and being cool that you don't actually yeah. watch TV. Um, exactly. <laughs> so I luckily didn't know how important 30 Rock was because otherwise it probably would have uh, hurt my, the way I approached it. But so I went in there with my, with my terrible resume and I noticed right away that like the office was just in like complete disarray. Um, mm. There was just like people running all over. It was like day one, they had just started off. And um, I actually, so I identified the guy that looked like he was maybe either the boss or someone who needed help. <laughs> and I walked up to him and made my little terrible pitch of like, hey, I'm a college, you know, I just graduated and I have no experience, but uh, the lady downstairs sent me up and said that maybe you'd have a job for me. Um, so, so I don't know, what do you think? I'll work for free, I'll, I'll work for money. I don't know, whatever. And he just looks at me and he goes, actually, we just lost an office PA today and our other office PA wants to move to set and is being a real jerk about it. Can you start tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> so I totally, I, so I 100% did not deserve that job. I 100% didn't do anything that, that even resembled proper due diligence or, or the correct wow. way to approach it. But like the guy just couldn't, like he needed a warm he body. And, you, and, and I would soon learn after how hard it is to like go through the process of like, you know, collecting resumes and sifting them out and bringing them yeah. in. And it's just like, I think he must've just looked at me in, in his panic mode. This guy, a beautiful gentleman, Todd Judson, who I owe everything to for, for incorrectly hiring me. Um, <laughs> just kind of like looked at me and was like, this kid looks somewhat normal. I'm gonna pitch him to my bosses so I have an actual person here to help me with all this chaos tomorrow. Um, so I, I literally like went from his desk, which was in the bullpen to the UPM, the production manager's desk. And he just was like, will he do and she was like yes whatever we could fire him if he doesn't work out so I literally like within 10 minutes got to go back downstairs to the other woman and be like 
hey, so I actually got a job. I start tomorrow. Do you yeah. mind if I don't work the rest of the week? And she was like, no, that can't be correct. So she, this, so God bless her. And again, no, no shame on her. She was doing everything correct. And we've been very friendly since. She like got on the phone. I could like overhear her trying to like talk this guy out of hiring me. He was like, she was like, no, I did that to teach him a lesson. He's super green. He's super obnoxious. Like he, you do not want this kid. And the yeah. guy, and I could just like, I couldn't hear what Todd was saying, but I could just tell he was just like, listen, man, I need someone. It doesn't matter who let me have this poor idiot. Um, and I actually started uh, 30 Rock the next day as an office PA. <laughs> that's so good. Dude, that's an unbelievable story. That, that's why I'm like, as I, after I finished that story to like these, these bright eyed NYU 20 year olds, I'm like, but don't do that. Like, don't be me. <laughs> this was to illustrate that like, it's more about luck and timing and you have to keep grinding and keep trying and maybe eventually yeah. it works out, but it couldn't be the worst lesson to like these kids who are probably already presumptuous because they're in NYU. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's, you know, what's funny though, is that like, they say a lot of, a lot of it's luck and right time, right play, you know, all that. But if you keep pounding the pavement, and you continuously put yourself in every time and every space, then God willing, something hits. If you wouldn't have done the internship, if you would have said no, um, like you wanted to, then you, that would have never happened, you know? That is correct. And, and look, just to, just to like backpedal a little bit, because I, I yeah. obviously grew as a person and very quickly course corrected and became a hardworking uh, person yeah. with uh, the eyes on the prize. But um, something that I actually wanted to instill in, in the kids and anybody who's kind of in this similar position coming yeah. out of college or still grinding, it's it's a little give take. You know, there's, you know, there's a little bit of that, like, oh, what's the right way to get into this industry? Do you try to take like a low level PA job yeah. on a show? Do you just keep like doing stand up, like open mics or making your own material mm -hmm. and hope that you become like a director or writer or actor that way? And honestly, like, the one lesson I can't stress enough, at least based on my experience, is they're not mutually exclusive. And people have to stop thinking of that of them that they are. Because what I did very quickly was I worked those 12, 14 hour days making the contacts. You know, luckily I was in yeah. the office and I would rub shoulders with writers, producers, directors, actors, you know, all the, yeah. all the people. And then at the same time, if I had just done that, there was obviously a very specific ceiling to be mm -hmm. met, which is, yes, you can keep working your way up that chain and right. get your promotions or whatever. But you're, if you want to be like a writer or a director or, or an actor or anything, yeah. you're not going to like make that leap out of nowhere because someone thinks you're like a nice guy. Right. Uh, in addition to working those 12 hours and trying to put in the work, I was also writing and creating and directing, as you know, um, uh, yeah. content and sketches and shorts and series. And it, if, if I didn't have one without the other, I'm positive my my experience would have been very short lived in New York because it, you only get that like you know sl slim window where once you actually are fortunate to like work and work hard for the year and maybe become friendly with someone for them to be like oh what do you want to be what do you do you have anything do you have a thing right. I can watch or a thing I can read you need to have that thing so they they are not mutually exclusive you have to do both it's so and for those of you um nick keeps saying as you know because that's how i met nick um and i was trying to think of what the casting was for so uh nick made this project it was called, it was called bromos um don't and, know if that title would fly in 2020 anymore i i know <laughs> it was a while ago i was like i looked at like your email and i'm like when was that like i think it was like 2009 it might have been the first year yeah it might have been our yeah. first year in new york and and that was like my first i think that's when i first was like I'm going to actually pursue my dream. I think it was like one of the first things I ever was a part of. And like, 
it's just, it's pretty cool. Like a it's, it's things like that. Like you didn't even know, but that makes an impression on me like that. You guys were doing something. You, you got it all together. And that, like, I always want to do that. And I see that it's possible. And I saw that it was possible. I swear. It's really funny. Cause I tell people even, um, when I'm teaching, I teach acting classes too. And I'm like, I'm, one of the things I always say is like, be a generous actor. When you're on set, like, even if you're just acting or you're just whatever, help out with anything you can. Everybody can always use a hand. And I remember feeling that way on, like when I was on set with you guys, like I wanted to just help carry stuff and blah, blah, because you were all like, it was a nice- <laughs> I do remember that about you. Yeah, you were super- you But like, again, and, and that, that goes to show because I remember anytime we were like kicking around ideas or or trying to make stuff, we would always think of you. Like we would always be like, oh, remember how great she was? And remember how like, not only good oh, she was really on nice. camera, but how how just good of a presence and energy. This is another, not, not to just toss out life lessons here, like I'm some expert, but <laughs> no, this please. is another uh, major, major, major thing that I've at least um, gathered over the last couple of years is like, you can be the most talented person. You know, you can be the most talented writer, the most talented actor, the most talented whatever. But if you're not the kind of person people want to be around for 12 hours, which is, let's face it, that's what this industry is. You're just yeah. stuck with people for, for, you're held hostage for 12 hours, whether it's on set or in a room or whatever. Yeah. And um, look, I've seen people, you know, get the boot for like being a weird chewer or being <laughs> annoying and constantly like picking apart people's like ideas or just being like mm. a jerk and having a bad vibe. Like it's yeah. so equally important to be the kind of person people want to be around than it is to have talent. I mean, talent obviously comes first, but yeah, of course. Have one with yeah. And I, that's, I swear. It's like one of the biggest things that I think is so important is to be a generous creative, like whatever you're doing. And like you just said, pick apart people's ideas. Like um, it's, I've, I've like done something going overhead. Oh, we got a little helicopter action. Sorry, I can. Uh, no. Do. Oh no no no! You're good. You're good. Um, I hardly heard it, but you looked up. So I'm like, something's <laughs> happening. Oh, yeah. LA is weird. There's uh, there's constantly criminals on the run. I guess. And <laughs> so creepy. New York, they're just like ah, whatever. They'll get yeah. them. <laughs> City shut down right now. We're good. Yeah. Um, what the heck was I gonna say? Yeah, yeah. But like, I've worked with people and like done scenes in acting class, and they're like, you need to do this or like, and it's like as soon as somebody's like, my way is the way and like shuts everything down. It's just like, it's such a terrible, I don't know. It's so hard to connect with creative people like that. So um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure actors more so in this regard. Um, but there's at least as a writer producer on set, there's nothing that seems more frustrating to actors to me as an observer that when like, when it's on their coverage, they give it their all. But then when it's like on their back, like the person just like a dead fish and just like reading, you know, throwing lines. It's like, come on, man. Like you gotta give give a little bit here they're they're, they're not going to just be able to generate it off nothing um yeah it's it's about it's about reciprocation you gotta yeah. you gotta give you gotta get i love that dude it's awesome that i'm so glad you got the opportunity even with being in the 21 year old mindset because like you said you've grown a lot since then and you've learned a lot and you see it as it is and it's to me it, you come across like you very much appreciate what you have yeah and i think it, the the, the <laughs> When you're an office PA, it's very easy to get humbled for anyone who doesn't know what that position is. You are basically answering phones, ordering lunches, picking up lunches, cleaning stuff. It's yeah. it's by no means uh, what every film school auteur dreams of. So it's a, it's a very quickly you learn like, oh, there's like hundreds of people to make this thing go. And you truly do have to start at the bottom and work hard if yeah. you want to get to where you want to be. Is that is that what you studied in school? Like filmmaking? Did you study writing? What did you study? I did. So I... Um, 
I went to a tiny school upstate New York called Fredonia. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows about it unless you've literally grown up uh, within a few hour radius of it. <laughs> um, but I, I grew up in Syracuse myself. And um, okay. from like a very, very early age, um, my dad had like this like VHS camera, you know, those like, I was born in like the mid 80s. So like, oh, by the time I was like seven, too. right? Like by the time I was seven, it like, was one it was strapped to my dad's shoulder my entire life. <laughs> right? So I just thought that was so cool. And, you know, that was my first introduction. Like, I don't know if I quite made the correlation of like, oh, that's how that works, like on my TV. But I just, I just love the idea of like creating and, and, and um, you know, making these, these, little, these little bits and stuff. Um, and obviously, like when you're like seven or whatever, you're not allowed to touch it. But so I obviously touched it constantly and snuck in and shot little surprises for my parents to keep and uh, to, to find. Um, but no, you know, started right around then or seven or 10 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, first, I'd like force my brother to like, you know, read scenes with me. And then eventually it snowballed into like the neighborhood and full blown scripts and, and, and the whole thing with a gunshot. And then you stop the camera, run over to the other side, start it and like bloods on the thing, you know, all the, all the fun edit tricks before editing software. That's awesome. Um, but no, and then that, uh, you know, slowly evolved. We, we uh, eventually made it to the jackass phase, which again, I feel like we're similar in age. So you know what yes, I'm talking about. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it, it went from like trying to be cute and funny with like, my my high school buddy like doing like snl sketches right and then suddenly just like hurting each other with uh with shopping carts and and uh <laughs> the, the, the totally phase was weird that was a weird phase man and i, I think a lot of people got very hurt <laughs> in yeah that i think frame. uh i think i was banned from the mall for a few months because i <laughs> i started a bubble bath in one of the fountains and like scuba no. dived. yeah it's like I don't know what we were thinking. Um, we all did it though. It was like, that it seemed phase. like the way to get famous at the time somehow. I know. Um, so but no, funny. but then uh, to fast forward to college, you know, um, yeah. I, um, so I kind of like, by the time it became, you know, oh, I got to pick an actual profession. I did not want to do it. I did not want to go and get like a business degree or do something mm -hmm. grown up. So I was like, how can I stretch this <laughs> a few more years into, <laughs> into pretending and playing? Um, mm -hmm. So I, uh, I applied to a couple film schools, but I, after doing a little research, but by the way, my grades were terrible. Like, so I, I'm kidding myself if I you ever know. thought I was going to get into like a, an NYU, which I would later teach at or, or a, 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 any real school. But, um, but um, I, uh, I, I picked a few little schools uh, in upstate New York that didn't emphasize this need to like cram theory into your brain. Cause at least again, I was a douche. Um, so I, at the time was like convinced I knew everything and I was already a genius. So I was like, I don't need to like spend two years just like learning about uh, yeah. TV and film. I just want to like do TV. Yeah. And um, so I immediately like canceled all like the, it's the grades, the, you know, schools that would allow me with my terrible grades that were actually going to cram like Syracuse that would cram like um, study into you for a while. So I picked, yeah. I picked, I picked this little school in upstate New York. Cause it was just like their big push was, um, they were embracing the digital push, which mm. thank goodness, because that everybody did soon after. Yep. Um, and their whole thing was like freshman year, we just give you camera, we give you edit, we give you everything, and you just wow. go do. So I got a I got a discount to just go and be a be a be a goof for about four years. Four that's amazing. <laughs> I gotta say <laughs> that's amazing. Dude, that's awesome. That's a great experience. Like I always wish, like, so you did it, like, do you, did you ever watch the Goldbergs? The, the sitcom I, I've only watched like in passing a few but um I think I get the uh I think I got the, the idea yeah for people of our generation it's it's so great it is it's it's very formulaic um yeah. but it's so it's so good and it's it's shot very differently than a lot of other sitcoms and stuff and it's uh 
but it's so much our generation of the camcorder and like all home videos. And it's based off of like, and you get to see his real home footage. And it's it's just really, uh, I don't I know, you might appreciate it. I know, I feel like you might appreciate it. Yeah, I, I love I love genre, you know, stuff that takes place in, uh, in the 80s and 90s. Like, I feel like we're actually, you know how like, well, it always is like, when we were kids, it was all like 60s and 70s stuff. I feel yes. like we're just starting to finally get to a point where it's cool to put stuff in like the 90s, uh, yes. finally. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to that. Finally. I know uh, Stranger Things isn't quite, is it 90s? It's more 80s, I guess. But I feel like yeah, it's I feel more like we're, 80s. We're knocking on the 90s door, and I'm excited yeah. to see uh, stuff set in the 90s. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Ah, this, you've done, you've gotten to work with, on so many great projects with so many great people. You wrote like some when I, you know, I asked you some things like Tina Fey and Walking Dead and, uh, Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, right? And Seth that Myers. was a weird little stint. Yeah, I, I like that. That that just as an aside, like, um, yeah, Thirty Rock had just ended, and I, yeah. I think everybody. Does. And by the way, at Thirty Rock, I was, I was a uh, small potatoes there. I was like assistant level, who was very fortunate enough to get to like write web content and stuff, which I accidentally snuck into some Emmy nominations for because like it was before. I was, gonna, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I looked up like you know your IMDb before we talked, like see what you've been up to, and I'm like. Yeah, it's like six Emmy nominations. Yeah. It makes no sense because it was before. Look again; these were not these were not good by any means. Not not, not to take away from what they were, but um, it was just before anyone was making uh, digital shorts that would yeah, be yeah. considered for the Academy. So it was this thing where, like, every year for like three years, it'd always just be like the Thirty Rock webisodes versus Parks and Rec webisodes versus <laughs> whatever other show was doing webisodes. So it's like there just wasn't enough people doing it. Now you go to that same category, and it's like. Zach Galifianakis is between two ferns. Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars. Like it's like real stuff. Like it's ours like was real. literally like Nick. Can you like you do sketches? Can you like go write a thing real quick that's like a page and take a camera and shoot like Kenneth doing a dumb thing for like a minute? Like they, these were not these were not good things. But so it looks like I'm more accomplished and cooler than I am on paper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're kind of accomplished, man. It's really freaking cool, and it's and it's inspiring for people that want to do this. Um, like you said, so you say to your NYU students, that's awesome that you got to teach screenwriting. That's yeah, really that was, cool. That was a weird fun. I forget, honestly, I forget how it came to be. I think what it was, was that um, they, for this, for their advanced screenwriting, they, they don't like to just get people who only do comedy or only do drama. They, cause kids in the class want to do both. Right. So I think when they were doing their little wide cast fishing net, um, they had noticed that I had done some work on The Walking Dead and some work on the comedy side, more, more so comedy at that time. Right. Um, so I think I just checked that box for them and also was probably stupid enough to go and do it for like literally minimum wage because yeah. I don't know if anyone knows this, if this is the best kept secret or not, but uh, adjunct professors do not make money. It's, it's outrageous. <laughs> You're basically doing it as volunteer work. Um, but no, it was a really fun experience. And, it, and before that, I would kind of like, you know, you, you help your friends out by like guest speaking when they get duped into doing it. Yeah. Um, they, so I, I, so I'd like gone and talked to classes. It's, it's always fun. You know, it's good to yeah. see what kids are doing these days. That's really kids. I, and I look at you and I'm like, you're a kid, man. It's, it's really funny. Oh, trust me. There's no, there's no more. There's not a feeling that makes you feel more old when you see what actual like 18 year olds look like and they look like 10 to you. You're like, wait, no, I look more like that than Dude. <laughs> I'm like, somebody's like, do they, how old do you think they are? I'm like, 12? Like, I have yeah, no, no idea anymore. Like, it's not reality. I don't, I can't believe I'm as old as I am. So I'm just kind of like, dude, I'm old now. I have no, like, way to look at this. None. No, it's, it's outrageous. They need and to calm down. Kids, they need to learn. So then it's, yeah, <laughs> you need to calm down. <laughs> 
dude, so are you, I mean, now it's a crazy time, but are you able to, st- I mean, you've been really busy. We've tried to coordinate a few times. Like, has it been, um, yeah, so we, I couldn't have, or? couldn't have gotten luckier. And again, like, so, so thankful for the, the showrunners here and yeah. the, the show in general that it had the, the courage to keep trying to, to get this done. I know we, we went dark for a while, but luckily writing continued. Um, Thank God. I actually, uh, uh, no spoilers yet because it hasn't aired, but I was in for the first episode I wrote for the show. Um, I was in Texas in like early March prepping the episode. We like prepped the whole thing. We had all the meetings. We looked at all the locations and we got a call like the last day of prep, like like the Monday we were going to start shooting yeah. the episode. And we got the call that they just have to, it was like, I remember, um, I remember being in Texas and like watching the news and seeing like the NBA is shutting down and now this is shutting. And like, just, it was like a domino effect yeah. where it became very clear oh, we're on borrowed, like this is not going to happen, right? And uh, we got the call Friday that we were indefinitely postponing the, the shoot. Mm. So, so I was like literally on the, on the, <laughs> on the seesaw. But, um, but luckily writing uh, could go on. So we, I returned to, to LA and um, we continued to write the end of season six. Uh, and then um, because it was basically the only thing you, we could do uh, was we more or less rolled right into season seven and started writing the next season because you can always bank scripts but you can't you know yeah you can't shoot them yet so but luckily uh about two two months ago maybe I, I don't know what year or day it is but um uh I think about two months ago um we, we resumed production but uh we are not there we're we're kept in the loop remotely and we try to do okay. our best to, you know we do zoom meetings and when when the actors have questions or the director uh is is needing to change something we, we jump on the phone yeah it's, yeah you know we're it's it's <laughs> It's better than what I assume, like putting us on a little like wheeling iPad would be, and that would make <laughs> us like extremely presumptuous, uh, pretentious. Um, so we're we're all relearning, yeah. and hopefully, um, wheeling, we're we're talking here in what? Uh, yeah. What year is it again? It's twenty twenty one in I know. March. Um, we're we're almost to the point where people are vaccinated. So I think in the coming yeah. months we might be able to get back out there to Texas. Yeah. And be a part of it. Awesome. That's really really awesome. Um, I was going to ask you. Um, Oh, I can hear the I can I hear the like, horns of New York. That's what I miss the most is trying to get sleep or do work and hearing horns and yelling. Dude, you have no idea. I'm like, I'm like, they were doing construction like all over every floor in my building. I'm like, dude, if this doesn't stop by the time we're meeting, like that shit's not gonna fly. <laughs> like, I think it adds character. I think it's a nice touch. There's so many times where I do my episodes and I'm like, guys, I'm not cutting this out. There's nothing I can do. I live in New York. I'm in a studio. <laughs> like, oh my god. Where it is so, a badge of honor. Yeah, seriously. Um. Do you have a most favorite thing that you've worked on or most rewarding? Oof, that is hard. Um, most, I think it would have to be a two-part answer, to be honest. Um, okay, here. And I think it's, there's nothing more rewarding than, um, you know, being a creator. So honestly, I would say like back, and again, like, cause I touched on like, you know, I was lucky we, um, back in high school, like me and my friend Mike would, be shooting like little SNL sketches and putting right. water in our mouth and making each other laugh and recording it like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And then my buddy Shine, who I mentioned in college, yeah. we were making like shorts and sketches. And I was very fortunate enough that like this, all of like the stars aligned and we all lived in New York when we were like fresh out of college. So we were able to like, as a, th- and, and that's what we worked on together was, um, it was literally like my best friend from, from growing up and my best friend from college. And we were all making like web series and sketches and stuff. And I, I don't think anything can be more enjoyable and rewarding than that when you're just mm. truly like creating stuff from scratch with people who you are, our friend, like 
best friends with. Um, I just wrote so myself a note because that's, I wanted to say something to you, which I will after. Go ahead. Oh, please. Yeah. Um, no, no. But yeah, so it's like that, that has to be the most rewarding because like you're, 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 all the things have to align for that to be able to actually happen. Yes. Um, and, and when it does, you should cherish it. Um, but mm -hmm. the, um, but that obviously doesn't pay the bills unless you're Lonely Island or whatever and you're right. at the right place, right time, and you just become like gazillionaires. But um, so the, the most rewarding actual like moneymaker professionally still has to be, it has to be 30 Rock because, uh, and again, and it couldn't be more on the other side of the same coin where I was not at all in creative control, but I got to just learn and, and grow under the people, you know, people who are just the best at doing it. And not only that, but I, I, I got this like incredible callous over everything. Cause like, it was like, I remember day one, like, like within the first month of me being there, like Oprah was a guest star. Jennifer Aniston was a guest star, like John Hamm, Tom Hanks. It got to be this like, almost like joke of like, who, how do you top yourself? Like, I think Al Gore, Al Gore was on there. Like, like it just got like outrageous. And wow. I it felt such a callous where I just like, I was, I became fearless a little bit after that, where like, I don't get intimidated as maybe I would have if I hadn't had that experience um, to be exposed and have be like thrown into this incredibly otherwise intimidating environment where you have to interact with like your hero, you know, these people who are just like, you know, you grew up admiring and, and, and loving. So, so that was invaluable experience. And like when that, and I, I worked there for four, four years, I think five years. So yeah. it was like the, the first four years of my professional um, career. So I, I just couldn't have asked for, for more, but I absolutely also love, um, you know, working in, in the walking dead world where, I, I'm obviously, you know, more more involved in the creative and yeah. and get to get to play play with some very talented people uh, in a genre where we get just just get to do fun things. I mean, blow so stuff up, awesome. kill people. I mean, it's just so <laughs> it's just so fun. So it's like I've checked all my childhood boxes at this point for like stuff I, I need amazing. to geek out on, and now I have to, um, you know, and, and now at this point, uh, you know, down the road after I've I've um, uh, done all the, the work uh, here that we we are setting out to do, uh, I'm excited to dig into you know whatever that next uh, creation process would be. And yeah. Hopefully we can bring back all the buds and, and all, make it with all the people we love. But um, yeah, definitely yeah. creating would be the next, the next step. It's funny. I was, I, that's was one of the things I was going to ask you if like, I know it's so busy and crazy scheduling and writing and everything, but if you, when things God willing, get back to normal, uh, if you want to start creating your own stuff again. Yeah. You know, and I got, you, you, you're not doing your job. If you don't have a couple things, you're always cooking. Um, yeah. You know, certainly it's, it's not, uh, some people are better than others at multitasking. Uh, it, it, contrary to popular belief, it becomes even more difficult with three children in quarantine. Um, but no, we're, we're cooking out. up some fun. <laughs> yeah, we're cooking up some fun stuff, uh, and hopefully, uh, we can we can dig in. That's so awesome. Uh, it's funny because um, I think it's really good to get thrown in. Like casting, when I started casting, like I got put on projects just being hired by studios where I worked with huge stars and stuff. And it was really cool because I didn't, it was just like, it was such an opportunity to learn. And I was like, you're me and God willing, you're just further along. And so now I get to learn, like I get to be a student. And it was like, just this kind of like being at one with the whole process. And it just, I learned. And then no matter who is in the casting room, I'm just kind of like, this is awesome. I get to see yeah. how it works at this level. And so I'll know better when I get there, God willing, you know? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Um, it's also weird. Like, I'm sure you've had this experience, like you, especially with someone like Tom Hanks, like you, you just like grow up, like thinking they're like your dad or like your best friend or whatever. <laughs> so it's like this weird thing where like, 
I think the first time I, I didn't expect him around the corner, I like turned the corner and he was there and I was like, oh, hey. And I was like, I was like hey, no, we're not friends. We're not, we're, you don't know me. I'm, I just think, I just think you're, yeah, I just think you're my friend. But uh, so it, it's good to like get a couple of those embarrassing moments under your belt before you yes. have to actually like go into pitches and, and be a part of that. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's weird when you see someone that you feel like you're close to that has no idea who you are. It's so funny. Oh my God, I just thought of what I walked, I was going to my acting class in the city once and I turned the corner on like West 44th and literally bumped into David Letterman. And I was like, boom. And I was like, I oh, <laughs> just, he was so tall and it was just, it was so him that I was just like, Duh. yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny, man. Um, I want to just comment on, you said like how one of the best things was creating with your friends and that that's such a thing to be cherished. And my boyfriend and I, we always talk about how kind of the way that I think about it is like, we always want to create with other people and other people can be flaky and can, um, I don't know, they just, whatever. And I, I kind of feel like finding that group of people that you want to just create with and that it just flows. It's kind of like finding your soulmate. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of Creative like- Creative soulmate. That, yeah. Like, <laughs> and finding that crew, like you, you've worked with Judd Apatow and I'm like- he kind of works with a lot of the same people. And I think it's kind of like that collaboration, kind of creative soulmates kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, look, it's a testament. You, you notice like some of the best people in the industry, but some of the best creatives, they seem to always work with the same people. Like, it's not like yeah. they're just pinballing around. Like, I'll, I'll, like, you, like you mentioned Judd and like Sandler and, and Tina and, and everybody. They, once, once something clicks and works, like they, they keep those people close because they yep. know that they got their back and, and vice versa. And you know, yeah. once you create that, that uh, rapport, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, to replicate with someone else. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, it's really amazing. Dude. Um, I'm so happy we got to connect. I I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to work, but I want to ask you <laughs> one more question before uh, I let oh, you go. There is um, a portion of my show called the feather in your cap. Mm-hmm. And by that, um, I mean something that you've learned, maybe a success or an achievement, something that you kind of bring with you that maybe has served you going forward or may serve you in the future. Mm. Something yours that you might be willing to share that would be helpful to the viewers or listeners. Interesting. Yeah, I think I burned them all, unfortunately, on the, on the right <laughs> I up know. here. know. You've been on it, baby. <laughs> I would say uh, to steal from myself earlier, it's yeah. truly, and it's just truly like this, it seems so obvious, but I think people really shouldn't for like, they, they need to hold on to this and retain this is just like, don't be a dick. Like be cool. Like be the kind of person people want to be around and like learn how to chew food correctly and learn how to not interrupt people. And, and just like, you I know, be the, kind of, you say that. <laughs> be the kind of person people want to be in the same room with for a while. It's, 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 it's really honestly simple. Um, and, and I think, uh, you learn that just to piggyback on what we were just talking about is like, you learn that with people, um, that actually like care, you care about and care about you. Um, cause like you, you become family to a certain degree and like, they're not going to hold back. Like you said, I mean, I don't know, maybe hopefully we, we are good at hiding it, but you know, sometimes <laughs> we fight, like we, we're not afraid to like call each other out and be like, no dude, that's dumb. Like you're being dumb. Yeah. Let it go. Like, and, uh, I think it's equally important. Like you got to respect people obviously. And there's, yeah, there's, but- a, there's a line, uh, I mean, Italian, we, we get a little crazy, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> a little fiery on that line. <laughs> like I might, might not, not to sidetrack, but like, I remember the first okay. time I brought my, 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 my now wife to yeah. my fam- first family dinner with like in Forest Hills, she was just like, why are you guys so mean to each other? Did you do something? Did I do something wrong? If I, and I was like, oh no, this is them being polite. This um, is love. <laughs> this is them being, acting 
good uh, for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like when you find the creative, your creative soulmate, uh, the people that you, you're not afraid to call out and they're not afraid to call you out. Yeah. Um, you learn how to behave and you know how to like be the kind of person that a room and a collaborative process needs. And I, I, that is invaluable. So if you can put anything, uh, what, what did you say, say uh, the feather in your cap, it's um, don't be a dick and learn how to be <laughs> <laughs> and don't chew like an asshole because I like can't stand <laughs> yeah. dude that's it's really awesome thank you so much and uh it's great to see you I love that your hair is all long I love that you're in New York in it even in LA it's amazing I know you're a New Yorker I wasn't going to disrespect by the way the Knicks are good right now it's it's insane what, I love it yeah what the hell man <laughs> were you happy with the Super Bowl no. Well, you know, oh, yeah. and if you're a Jets, I'm a Jets fan. It's, it's, now, it's, now it's becoming alcohol, not like sports anonymous. I'm like, I'm a Jets fan. Uh, it's you know, been 20, what, 40, 40 something years. I wasn't going to lie. But uh, yeah. So anytime we see Brady win, it's not the, it's not the best. We, we want that guy to suffer and lose. I know. I know. <laughs> Respect, but can you just stop already? It's just like, get out of here, man. Like, come on. I know. <laughs> Dude, tell people uh, if they want to keep up with you or see what you're up to. Um, I'll put, guys, I'll put this with the um, with the episode as information, but go ahead if you want to share it. Well, I'll be honest, I'm not like, I, I missed the boat, yeah, I felt like. I, I felt like every time I'd be like, okay, I'm finally getting some traction on Facebook. I got my like 2,000 friends. <laughs> like Twitter would come and be like, oh, well, you're not cool if you don't have like 100,000 Twitter followers. I'd be like, well, all right. I, so I'm like behind that trend. I started Twitter. I, I get my like couple hundred followers. And then I'm like, they're like, you're not cool unless you have Instagram. So I, I've, I've waved, I, I just waved the flag. So I, I don't really have a strong social presence, but um, if you Google me, I come up in places. <laughs> you can find me somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I bet it. Um, dude, so awesome to see you. So happy for everything that you have going on and your family. And I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are safe and there and together. And um, dude, I hope I get to see you in real life at some point soon. One day. Yeah, man. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for being with us. And, you know, like, rate, subscribe, all that crap that, you know, we hate about social media, do it, you know, because we don't want to, you got it. Until so, the uh, next YouTube comes out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bye guys. Love you. Thank you.